She's not coming. What? Sophia, your lunch date. It's not a date. Whatever. She called. She's not coming. Did she say why? Something came up. I don't know. I wasn't listening. She's gonna go to waste. I want you to follow her. Find out who she's with. You think she's too tempting you? She and I are not... This lunch was her idea. Now she cancels all of a sudden. I want to know why. That's all. Now, Victor! Well, she sneaks around the world. Don't sit there from Florida. She's a sneaky little gangster. Inside of Don Maroney, she'll take Oswald for a ride. I'm the slobber to betray her. Tell me what in the world is Sophia Faconi. Still the same sort of recipe. Different from Barbara, Fish Mooney, Leslie, and Peabody, Selena, and Ivy. This mob girl is bad. Well, she'll ransack the big win and run a scam in Gotham City. Stick them up in Barracks, and the Narrows. Drop the missing the mistake when she got down with the brother's killer. Tell me where in the world is Sophia Faconi. This little piggy listened to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. This little piggy knows that it's powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. And this little piggy checked out the BatmanUniverse.net for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm prof- Actually, no, I'm Josh, and my Professor Pig voice is like only one octave difference from my like Hugo Strange voice. So, uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I know, like, Professor. I was like, are we going back to Hugo Strange? <laughs> This, this is Professor. This is Hugo Strange, and this is Professor Pig. <laughs> uh, I'm Josh, and joining me is uh, Happy Halloween. I'm Donovan. Halloween. People... This is Jan. So yes, in order to uh, this episode's called Hog Day Afternoon, and to celebrate Halloween, all the cops are wearing masks of pigs. It's such a creative idea, you know. Trick or treat. Some of them get grenades. Some of them are gutted. Um. Actually, if, if I was to be more accurate about what happened in the episode, because it, it's, it's come to our attention by, like, you know, our own observations that these recaps have nothing to do with what actually happens in the episode. <laughs> but, yeah. You don't say. <laughs> but Professor Pig be killing guys and, um, and cops and, you know, Gordon and Bullock must find out who, who it is by, you know, by politely asking their friends who Penguin's informants are by politely asking, I mean – Shoving them in the trunks of hot cars, which I don't know why it was hot because it was inside of, like, clearly a garage that wasn't in the sun. Like, it's like the script and the actual, like, filming, like, weren't communicating. But either way, like, shoving cops in cars and stuff like that. And and all the while, you know, Bullock is, like, coming in the work with, like, you know, his gold-plated teeth and, like, his, like, pimp canes. He's like, ah, (laughs) I'm sure loving all this extra money I'm getting. Uh, where could Bullock be gaining this extra money? And then, like, you know, when Bullock rides in his, like, brand new Hummer into GCBD, 
you know, Gordon starts to suspect that maybe, maybe, just maybe, Bullock is getting extra money from Penguin somehow, but he can't be certain. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, <laughs> in these other plot lines, gosh, I'm sorry, that Carmen San Diego thing threw me off. I have to actually remember the episode. It's so <laughs> oh, yeah. sort of the lyrics um, on the screen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Over in the Narrows, um, <laughs> Riddler wants uh, Lee Tompkins to make him smart again. As Solomon Grundy, like, bludgeons people's heads in the background, you know, to comedic effect. And Lee's like, I'm not going to help you get smart. He's like, but why? She's like, because I hate you. What'd I do? You kill Kristen Kringle and, like, you know, frame my ex-fiance for murder, which caused me to, like, miscarry my baby all alone. Oh, yeah. I, I, I forgot my season two DVDs. But, hey, I haven't bothered you in a few seasons. Will you help me? And she's like, no. So he discovers that just like in the comics, she's finally running her own clinic. So, but he just can't figure out how to use that against her. So she like for some reason helps him figure out like a way to like leverage herself so she can get money for her clinic and he can help and she can help him get smart again. Hooray for the Narrows family being formed. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Penguin don't laugh. Is not on. <laughs> Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> Penguin is not on a date with Sophia, as he insists his as, you know. Not, not, not on a date, but, you know, she doesn't show up, and Penguin's all sad, which makes him scream, where in the world is Sophia Falcone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's convinced that she must be building a fortress. So they, so, you know, she spied on Batman 89 style, like, Zaz, like, spies on her, like, like he's, like, Vicky Vale from Batman 89. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, show me your fortress. And the fortress is children. Children trained to kill. Or just orphans. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, he's like, will you ever forgive me? And she's like, I'm afraid I won't. Because I already did 40 seconds ago. <laughs> to which Homeless Hop is like, WTF is going on here. Like, cause he, He's like watching them make Google eyes at each other. <laughs> he's like, I thought I was your your special guy what's this he's like trust me so uh pigs in a blanket people blowing up bullock with a slice neck but he's he'll be a-okay because he's not like you know a little boy um did you actually yeah, mention that fake, not Rachel Gould. i didn't mention that in my fake recap no yeah <laughs> I, yeah yeah but bullock gets his neck slice but he's a-okay uh as opposed to alex well, as opposed to Alex, <laughs> and as opposed to yeah, every other person who... Next are like the... I think Jan said to us, she texted, like, next are the hands this season, so... Uh, yeah, getting your hand chopped off, now you just get your neck slit. Ever yeah. since Jervis Tetch. <laughs> We're working our way up oh, the yeah. body. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did start that trend. <laughs> no, no, that was yep. foreshadowing. Yes, it was. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> I just over. remember being so happy and thinking that Mad Hatter would be dead. He's like, no, he's just in Arkham. I was like, but he slid his throat. Man. Yeah, Gordon did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I guess I couldn't kill him. <laughs> so starting with Jam because she was uh, pretty sad last season or last season. And <laughs> <laughs> pretty last sad was a, season. Let's be honest. <laughs> last episode was only a week ago. I'm like last season. Jam was pretty sad last episode. Are you are you happier this episode? I did like Professor Pig. I he was just I don't know. He's just like really campy, but also weird. Totally. Um. I did like I did 
like the Sophia plot, but I'm like the only one who actually likes it. I thought it was like funny. Um, and I did like the. I just like Grundy, but I like Butch, so I have like the residual likes for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I've got to say. Um, yeah. Which one do you want to tackle first? Uh, well, Don, uh, before we go into the plot line by plot line, Don, what were your overall like episode thoughts? This is interesting because like I wasn't loving the episode, uh, I, I, but I wasn't like hating it either. I honestly expected l- less, and I was kind of like like watching it, like you know, yeah, okay, the, the plot's moving at a, at a moderate pace. Um, I don't think anything in this episode annoyed me because like. Um, a big element of it was kind of the police corruption, and I actually thought, you know, actually that does that does make sense because it is Gotham City. Um, I did find the Leslie and Riddler and Solomon Grundy thing kind of entertaining. I mean, I've actually really Riddler's been genuinely funny this season, so I, I like that. Um, and the Sophia and Penguin thing. I mean, I love Zaz because Zaz is consistently like like uh, <coughs> Anthony Kerrigan, I believe the actor's name is, is really funny, and like whenever he's in the scene. He just kind of makes it more memorable. Um, also, it, it, it led me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but um, you know, this episode was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't you know awesome. But it, you know, a show is allowed to have sort of a plot moving episode um, every week or so. So like, it was okay. It, you know, I, I have I have neither highs nor lows about it. <laughs> highs or lows, you're Stella now. I liked uh, this episode. <laughs> this was an improvement for me over last week. Like last week, I didn't hate it the way that you and Jan did but it just it felt off to me because I thought that the first few episodes of the season were like somewhat stronger and yeah that last episode left just kind of a weird taste in my mouth and this episode it it, it was I enjoyed two out of the three plot lines (laughs) and um uh, uh, the the one I didn't really enjoy that much was the Sophia one which like you know we'll get more into but otherwise um I liked you know and we'll go into the beat by beats but just like real briefly you know i I thought that this was the best donald logue you know performance since season one and the best gordon and bullock like you know uh uh episodes since season one as well like you know we're seeing drama between them again i liked almost uh, kissed but alas (laughs) and this was uh, this was moving lee in the direction that like i would like her to be in and she should have been from the or, sorry, freaking beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just stuff like that too. So, uh, I guess uh, wh- where do, where do we want to go first? To the Narrows, to the pig farm, or to the <laughs> uh, or, or to the orphanage? Hmm. I feel like all three plots were had equal equal screen time. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a three sided die on this one. Um, mm. In honor of the intro that Don did, let's go to the orphanage. <laughs> so that's, that, that will be playing in this episode. <laughs> what would you mean that will be played? Like as if there's a question. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. You you did like 50 different voices. <laughs> we have we have to use that opening. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll consider it. Like, uh, so for those of you who are a little obtuse about why that opening was used, Sophia Falcone. Looks like Carmen freaking San Diego in this episode. Um, she had a I red was, hat on with the yeah, white. I, 
I will say that Don's intro, like, is my favorite thing about this plotline, because otherwise this plotline was kind of weak for me, because I feel like the Sophia and Penguin thing, it's just been kind of like wheel spinning, where, you know, uh, mm-hmm. she's trying to get Penguin to trust her, and, like, that was the plot last week, and, like, the week before, like, there's really, hasn't really been too much uh, movement forward with that, it's just, if you would have deleted this, like, plotline from this episode... And, like, replaced it with, like, scenes of Tabitha being, I don't know if I could work for Barbara again, Selena, but I guess I'm going to. Which is, you know, pretty much brings me back to where I was the last time you saw me. If you would have done that instead, I don't think, like, next week we would have been lost with, like, you know, uh, whatever Sophia and Penguin do. I don't feel like they ended the episode in a different place than they did last week. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know what, though? Had they not done all these weeks of, like, Sophia getting close to the Penguin... It would have been weird because after all that stuff that happened with, like, Butch betraying him and helping his mom die, and then, like, a season later... The Riddler. Yeah, like, we would have been like, you know, Penguin is stupid. He shouldn't be trusting Sophia. So we almost have to have episodes after episodes of, like, Penguin trusting her. But I don't know if this was the way to do it. Um, Zaz, (laughs) it's very weird that, like, we're at a point in Batman... Where, like, Mr. Zaz is the comic relief character, which if you know, like, Zaz from the comics, that's not him. But <laughs> Lord, no. <laughs> as Don and Jan say, Anthony Kerrigan is, like, <laughs> I just got to, like, look at this. This is not Zaz from the comics. And, like, it, it's fun. It, it, it's it's funny, you know, like, him sitting down and taking the food. But, like, I shouldn't be laughing at Mr. Zaz, but I well, am. It's kind of so. like Thor. We're, we're like, because my brother reads Thor comics. And he says like Thor on the MCU isn't really like Thor of the comics, but at the same time, he's so entertaining that like you know you don't really mind. He's a yeah. giant Labrador. <laughs> and that being said, Zaz, it's not like Zaz is Dick Grayson, where like you know like he's this he's this very very important character that we must like stay true to like. I could I could accept them changing Mr. Zaz over them changing someone like Alfred or Dick Grayson or like you know whatever or like Commissioner that. Commissioner so, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> now, as I made fun of in my fake recap, I thought that Sophia's whole thing was like stupid, where she's like, "Can you ever forgive me? I can't, because I already did. Come here, you." Executive producer Sherwood Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, but she did forgive him. She forgave him before they went. Yeah, but he wasn't listening, so he said that. that. Was so weird, like surprise, secret orphanage, <laughs> like, like how did, how did Zaz when he was like photographing all this miss like an entire school bus of children? Children aren't discreet, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it depends on the time of day. It was like lunchtime; they were all probably in the inside the school. Well, I also think that like like, like Sophia is on to uh, Penguin's paranoia, so she probably made herself suspicious just to kind of take him take his suspicions down a peg when she revealed it. Oh, that, that, that that's totally what I thought was going on. That this was like Sophia, like Sophia knew that like if she canceled lunch, Zaz was going to follow her and like. She was, like, trying – but, like, I was wondering, like, what if this plan backfires and, like, she just, like, starts her car and it blows up? Like, the plan is contingent <laughs> upon, upon Penguin confronting her. But I, I think she knows that Penguin's ego is, like, too big to, like, like kill her discreetly like that, that he'd want to, like, yell at her and be, like, <sighs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 what do we think? Um, did you talk about – did you talk about Sarajan or – 
Have you not? I have not. <laughs> uh, I really, okay, so the reason I, like, Josh actually really covered what I was going to say. Um, because he was like, yeah, they're like doing this again. Why are they doing this again? Like over and over in every episode. And I was sitting here like, well, you can't just expect her to do like one thing in one episode and he's going to trust her. She has to continuously chip away at him because of all the betrayals that he's had in the past. She's got to continuously like reinforce that she's trustworthy. Even when she's sneaking around his back, it's supposed to be in his like best interests or whatever, or like help to make him look like a better person in the community she can't just do that in one episode like it has to continue it's like it's not the most glamorous storyline but it does need to be reinforced and that's what i was like thinking because i was uh i remembered in the last episode you're like and she's doing this again it's the same plot yes the same plot because it's not done yet um but yeah i thought it was like really (laughs) i just love that so much he's like she's not coming (laughs) I'm sorry about your lunch date. He's, like, he's, he's a dick. A he's a dick. <laughs> he's wonderful. He's my favorite. He's my second favorite. <laughs> he, he he's like eating the food. Yes, he's like it's just gonna go bad. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I like how he like he kind of just knows that like penguin's not gonna do anything to him. So he's like you know yeah she's like coming like he doesn't really mind pissing him off. <laughs> yeah, well he's his right hand man and he's like the most loyal. This, this did he work for Falcone before? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, when, when oh, we first saw on. him, he I'm, was he was who was he from? Was he from Fish Mooney or, or Falcone? I don't remember. He was trying to kill Gordon, so I'm right. trying to think who he was going. Yeah, so I think he was with Falcone first. Well, he's the one that like brainwashed Bush. Well, he, he definitely so he, was after him after Mario died because like, like like that episode where Falcone wanted revenge, he came up. I'm just trying to remember why they were trying to kill Gordon in Penguin's Umbrella. Okay, because. Gordon was supposed to execute Penguin, and in Penguin's Umbrella, they find out that Gordon didn't. So I'm, yeah. So I'm just. I mean, I, he's a gun I'm for hire, try- so it's, it's not like he has like you know gang loyalty necessarily. I do remember Falcone was going after Gordon and Penguin's Umbrella because like that that whole episode ends at like Falcone. Yeah, Barbara is like, like, like hostage and stuff. Yeah, and um, and Mr. Zaz is eating muffins there with Liza. I do remember like that being a thing. So. Yes, there we go. Um, <laughs> and I'm then he to switched over to. But I'm fish. Fish's like duplicity was not revealed to Fal to Falcone at that point. Well, I mean, it was, but it wasn't like proven. Like you know, he was still kind of like Simo. So I'm trying to remember if he was working directly for Fish. But at that point, Fish was like working with the Falcone family anyway. I mean, regardless, yes. Zaz, Zaz no, I think Falcone he was work. He's working for Falcone because um, he went after Fish. Remember, Butch had to like get between his fly girls and him and Fish, so that Fish wouldn't get shot. That was later, though. And I know, like, but uh, still, like that's just the... showing that he didn't work for Fish. He worked for Falcone. Right, and he's the one that brought Butch back and like like brainwashed against Fish. Yes. So yeah. wouldn't he know? Wouldn't Sophia and him like like maybe? I mean, she she wasn't in Gotham, so like they, yeah. they wouldn't have to know each other. But like there is, they they share a connection that uh, that might be close to the Penguin. Well, I don't no, because she was in like... Miami the entire time. Yeah, because like, the whole my father wouldn't let me go there. Right. I'm sorry. No, that's no, no, all right. It's in the song. 
<laughs> exactly. Just refer to Dawn Slater. No, because she's always been like, I wanted to go to Gotham, but my daddy always said no, so, like, now here I am. And plus, I don't think, even though Zaz was working for Falcone, I don't think, like, they were, like, best buddies. So, like, Zaz doesn't care. He'll he'll go where the wind blows. Whoever's paying him and whoever, like, will let him kill someone. Yeah, I, I get the idea that, like, if, like, if whoever Zaz is working for, if they were killed, he would be like, okay, I'm going home. He, you know, he's he's not he's not a, he's not a guy who like you know really invests himself in somebody else. Yeah. If Barbara Keen like killed Penguin tomorrow and like Zaz would join her in the League of Assassins, I guess. And then if like Barbara was <laughs> the League of really bad fake cops. Uh, you just reminded me that she's with the League of Assassins and she has superpowers. I guess I I don't know if she has <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, She's got a super baby named Rachel Ghoul in her butt. Uh, what? Whatever. You haven't heard last episode yet, Dom. We're like, because like Ben says, was that from the comics? What like he did to Barbara? And I said, no. <laughs> Shake that <laughs> child and scream no in his face. <laughs> I, I said like that never happened in the history of anything ever. He says, well, I'm really confused. And I said, oh no, no, no. You're not the only one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is confused. I don't know why you think you would. Three. There was like just a collective WTF like during that scene, like <laughs> during that episode. No, no. All I did was think of Barbarella. <laughs> I was like, man, he had the pills. Barbarella. <laughs> now, okay, so obvious. As Jan said, we had to do this with Sophia because otherwise, you know, when Penguin eventually like trusts her or whatever, it. It would other, but would there be a better way to do this so that it didn't feel so repetitive? I guess because just because you have to do something doesn't mean that there's only one way to do it. Well, honestly, I honestly I don't necessarily mind it as much as you guys do. It is very like one note where like penguin, I don't mind it. penguin is like you know, and and she's like all soft and calming. Um, I have to say because I'm not actually oh, saying this. Ozzy. Like like I do really like Robin Lord Taylor's performance, and you know I, I make fun of it every episode. And there are times where it, it does, it's kind of, you know, hard on the senses because it is such a, kind of a jilted kind of thing. But here, he was, I don't know, like, like he kind of showed a bit more, like, maturity or whatever. Like, or was that, like, you know, is this, is this a lunch date or is it, you know, just, should I bring a shovel and trunk? Bring the shovel. Like, 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 he, he didn't, like, you know. Yes, like, the shovel. He didn't, like, throw something out the window and say, bring a shovel! Like, like, he, he I, I thought that, like, he brought a little more dimension to the performance. And I think that, like, I'm enjoying seeing him kind of, you know, hook, line, and sinker with Sophia, even if it is, you know, like, you know, a very, like, you know, transparent pl- uh, subplot. Because we, I think every season somebody is, like, playing a mob boss. Because the first one it was, like, Fish Mooney and Falcone and, and you know, Penguin and Maroney. And the second season it was, um, you know, like the whole uh, uh, Azrael, you know, Silver St. Cloud thing. <sighs> And then last season, it was... Um, uh, my gosh, they do do this every... Yeah, because it was like, you know, like... Oh, why did you bring up like, Liza, I want you to pimp yourself out for that weak old man Falcone. And then season two, it's like, niece Silver, I want you to pimp yourself out for that Bruce Wayne. And then, like, after he finds out he betrayed you, I want you to, like, just for fun, like, keep doing seduce it. him again. <laughs> and then uh, season three... Um, Court of Owls and, and, and on Gordon's side. There's also, like... um. I know there was. Another. I I want you to pimp yourself out for your nephew. Gordon. Also, also, like Riddler and Penguin and Barbara and Tabitha and Butch near the end of the season. Like there's there's a lot of like you know like betrayal going on. Yeah, yeah, that was like a circle. Of, that was a weird circle of betrayal. Like I don't. I, I was like at some point. I think at the end of season two, and the end of season three, I was like I have no idea what's happening. Betrayal Rama. 
I know. It's all like, well, you can't trust this person or that person. I was like, how are any of these people even working together anymore? Money. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, like, like it is a well the show goes, goes to too often, but I don't find myself so upset because you know, Lord knows I've been upset at the show, but like, uh, that was, I guess I'm so used to it that it's, it's kind of numbing to me personally. I feel like a good writer, and this show does have good writers, like before you guys make fun of me, like, you know, look at the Jerome episode. They don't work a lot, about, they don't work a lot of days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like a good writer could figure out a way to like do the Sophia thing without making it feel like wheel spinning because I felt like that this was wheel spinning. But I, I guess it, on further reflection, I didn't hate it, but I just like, I was just annoyed by it because it was an episode where, like, you know, we – it had a starting point and an ending point, and I feel like we had just – it was the same starting point and ending point from last week where I, – I don't know what other way we could have done it, though, because I'm not the writer. Like, I'm not a montage or something like that. Also, I think that Crystal no, I mean, I... um, oh, go ahead. I'll just say real, real quick. I think that Crystal Reed plays it to where, like, she's she's not like um, Jada Pinkett Smith where she's like, you know, like, like – when we see, uh, you know, one side of her face and that, you know, to herself, like she is, like, like even with Gordon, you're not a hundred percent sure what her mind is, and that is kind of intriguing. Um, I, I think, I think those. So, so what, what were we going to say? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, like, um, I didn't. Re- I don't really feel like there needs to be like another way to do this. I mean, they just need to. La- it's laying groundwork. Sure. And. And because of the way that the plan is being enacted, it has to be this way. Otherwise, it's just going to be like some stupid, like, uh, well, it wasn't stupid, but uh, like the way Butch tried to do it with his uh, Red Hood gang. Remember how that blew up in his face? Oh, yeah. Sorry, boys. It wasn't wasn't as – what's the word? It wasn't as, like, patient as the way she's doing it. Developed? She's trying to – continuously uh, pull him in and she knows that she just can't do that like Rob's like look at this gift I gave you yeah but what do you want back sort of thing you know what I mean yeah, she's, she's playing the long game yeah so if if it was all like here look I gave you the heads of these guys now we could be friends I would be super suspicious versus which is more exciting to watch sure but I'd be more suspicious than like constant like I really want to be your friend because this is like more obnoxiously slow and it takes a lot more effort and um, <clears throat> a person shouldn't have to like do that. Like, I, th- you know I, what I mean, I, th- I think because we, we talked about this before. Uh, uh, actually, Josh and I talked about this recently on our comic film review episode about Kingsman um, that which I haven't watched yet. Uh, oh, well, it's it's a very entertaining film. Um, I think like this is a conversation we've, we've had often recently that when you get into situations where it's like, well, there there had they had to be this it had to be written this way. What else would they have done? On the one hand, that's true, but that does always beg you know the talent of a creative, a, a really thoughtful writer, kind of to make. Now, I don't necessarily notice a lot of the repetition until just not until we do it for a podcast. But if, if Josh is kind of you know kind of saying you know this is kind of slow and we've seen kind of stuff before, I think that is a sort of a, a dike in the whatever of the writer's kind of you know strengths because it is you know it is a well they've they've gone before and I think that um one questions why they have to do it at all if it is so repetitive um I mean that's more of an observation of mine I, I I'm not minding it but if it is so commonplace on this show and 
Also, if it's taking this long for her to, you know, kind of put her plans into motion, this better pay off in a big way. Like, if, if, like, if he's take, if he's like, you know, set back in one episode, and then like two episodes later, she's taken down. That will be kind of like, like they'll render this whole thing cheap and then they're like Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> oh, it's... he'll be back. I know they set him up for like three episodes straight, and then boom. And I was just sitting here like, but why? Why would you do this? Uh, because they know and like... want to hurt us. <laughs> I did like the part where uh, the penguin and her are at like Falcon Manor making goo eyes at each other, and like homeless cop walks in like ready for love, and he's like <laughs> hiding behind like the like doorway, and it's like I'll see you for lunch tomorrow, Ozzy. And then like after Oswald leaves, he's like, "Okay, what the heck was that?" <laughs> it takes him out of the mood. Well, I'm done for the evening. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Are you and he? I thought that I was your special boy. Oh, I feel so used." <laughs> <laughs> and she's just oh, like just man. trust me you know this like duplicitous like you know mob boss daughter and then, and then, and then, he, and then he says you know I'll take you on the first train back to Miami young lady As always, I know I was like excuse you see remember when I said in that episode where he threw the glass on the ground and threw her on the bed like he was in control and I was just like see see this is that whole like man has to be in control this woman can't have any power <laughs> he's a caveman <laughs> Well, before you say more, Jan. No, uh, no, I agree. You wonder if he has like, like a very, very long car or whatever. It does. It does. There, there is an element of like you know, I don't say impotism, but like you know, vulnerability. Whenever Gordon is like surprised by a woman, he's like, "What? What? I, I, I didn't know that." But I'm the man, <laughs> not you. Exactly. Me, Gordon. You, Sophia. Basically. <laughs> no, you Grundy. Me, and, and Gordon. I, 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 I love how it's like. Um, how it's some um, trains like he's not going to put her on an airplane because that would be a more efficient way to get down to Miami because like the transit railway planes yeah and got like it's like they have to be in the recent past but like sometimes they take it too far and like they're like have they shown oh yeah air- in, City or in, in the show before I'm thinking now there there must have been I mean Bruce and Alfred go to Switzerland every other week well that's so, Austrian like, yeah. they could have taken a train. <laughs> Instead of taking a boat, honestly, they probably would. Like, 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 because in the first season they weren't trying to make this take place in like you know the 1930s. Like, they had flip phones and stuff, but now like flip phones. What kind of what kind of reality is this where they have cell phones but not planes? (laughs) (laughs) But then like (laughs) it it just like goes further. Like the TVs are like from like the 19. 50s now and everyone's like watching them in like department store windows and uh, this is starting to really not make any sense (laughs) (laughs) apparently drew pal said like in some interview somewhere that gotham's supposed to take place in like a dream world where like you know it's a mix of like past present and like or or past and present you know it does give it a very distinctive flavor i can't say it's it's like anything else on on, on um kind of like tas i think because TAS was like modern, but it had like an Art Deco feel. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. A, a TAS. Um, I, I was like, just like kind of because that was like completely out of. It felt out of time because I always, for some reason, thought that TAS uh, was in like the 1930s to the 1950s. 
And then, but then there'd be like an airplane, or there'd be like a massive supercomputer, and I'm just like, wait a minute. They had airplanes in the in the 30s. Well, um, well, we we talked yeah, about but, this before. We're like, uh, I mean, if you watch some of the old episodes, there's it is intentionally inconsistent because they have like black and, black and white televisions, and there's one episode where Alfred and Gordon see like a yearbook of, of like Thomas Wayne, and it's like he you know, he graduated from from college. In like 1911, <laughs> like they say 1911. <laughs> he had Bruce really late in life, really late. In and, life. And, 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 like Leslie Tompkins is like mentioning Benny Goodman and stuff. It's like yeah, it, it, it definitely takes place in like you know during the Depression. <laughs> His dad is totally racial. <laughs> oh no! I, yeah, but then like the funny thing My is. Then they get into the Ford Focus commercials, where like you know the car is like <laughs> the newest technology ever, like. <laughs> No wonder everyone loves their Ford Focus because, like, it's like when you're living in a world with like dial-up internet and like oh, and like God. there's only like one airplane that no one ever gets to use and like the TVs look like that. A Ford Focus is like you yeah, know. they don't use computers in the show either because like Bruce and Alfred had to like look into like you know their father's library for Rachel Gould. They didn't go to like Wikipedia or anything. <laughs> huh. So uh, I guess I guess that's a good. Are, are we done with the Sophia plot line? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, planes, trains. Uh, yeah. How do people get around in Gotham? Um, they what? walk. They take the bus. <laughs> Speaking of people who take trains out of Gotham, let, let, let's go to the Narrows. Because, okay, says so uh, they actually, um, you'll hear this because uh, I sent Dustin the New York Comic Con episode, and like the people at the press table were teasing Lee. Like, I thought you took a train out of Gotham, and like Marina Bacarin was joking. She's like, yeah. Lee fell asleep on the train, and like, <laughs> and when she woke up, it was back in Gotham. She didn't get off at her stop, and she's like, "Oh darn!" It's like that's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, or yeah, and then like, and then like, her and Aaron Richards were like joking about how like you know uh, Barbara was like put on like a bus, and like Lee was on like a train, like that. Like Gordon keeps on like putting all these girls on like different modes of transportation, and that maybe like. <laughs> Crystal Reed will, like, you know, finally get the airplane or something. But as we saw in this episode, no. But... Hopefully, hopefully it won't be a refrigerator. Um, you get put on a boat. I really liked Lee this episode because, okay, first of all, uh, yeah, she was looking like she was evil, Alice Tech Virus Lee, at the end of the last episode. But I liked to hear, like, she showed remorse over that stuff. She was, like, because last season we were, like, holy heck, Lee Tompkins from the comics, like, released a deadly virus throughout the city. And here we actually see her say, I released a, a deadly virus. Like, people got hurt. I need to, like, that's why I came back to Gotham, because, like, my actions caused this stuff to happen, and I need to repent. And and she finally has her clinic. Hallelujah. Like, this is what, I think we were even saying that before, like, she needs to open a clinic. That's how you keep her in the show. And yep. Her reasons for like working with Nigma and Grundy are they get money for the clinic. Like, it's all, like, altruistic stuff, so... I I love that. Um, well, that I love, makes sense. Yeah, I liked Lee this episode. Like, we're seeing more of... I don't like her as much as I did in season one and two, because I feel like in seasons one and two, she was always, like, the most sensible person in the room. Except for that episode. she was always calling him out. Yeah, except for that episode where she was like, Jim, we have to look for, like, the psychics, you know, invisible knife and, like, the field instead of having homeless sex. Uh, okay, like, I hated her in that, that one. But. You just wanted her to have homeless sex. <laughs> you remember he was like he was like getting ready to like <laughs> I do like, remember all, and then she's like right, the fortune teller and this thing she's like first we have first let's solve this mystery all right 
we'll have sex, then solve the mystery. That's not the order I said. I know what I said. First <laughs> of all, then you both were introducing homeless sex into the universal lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> homeless, homeless sex. sex. <laughs> well, it, it's like how like Batman has like the battering, the bat rope, and everything. Like with Gordon, it's like the homeless this and the homeless that. Like you know, his homeless he, gun. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's having he's having a homeless lunch, and he and Lee have homeless sex, and like you know. <laughs> Again, I, I sure hope the the actual like the real world the homeless, homeless dinner. It was night when they left. Dude. I, I sure hope the impoverished and, and poverty stricken people don't don't come anywhere near this podcast because I never know how they're going to react to that kind of thing. Yes, because all, um, Gordon's a hero to them. He's their homeless <laughs> icon. Oh, it shows that that if you work hard at your homelessness, one day you will be able to like have sex with a woman that lives in a mansion. <laughs> I like how you're just doubling down on my fears. <laughs> and maybe she'll let you sleep over sometimes. Maybe. But first she's got to make sure Ozzy's not there. But yeah, uh, I liked Lee. Uh, I don't really have... I don't really have much to say about Grundy, just that, like, there was a Winnie the Pooh uh, cartoon when I was little where, like, there was this big Godzilla monster named Wooster who turned out to be, like, he just wanted to have friends. And, like, he talks just like Grundy does here. He's like, Wooster, want to be your friend? Wooster, (laughs) share with you. You be Wooster's friend? I told you not to listen to him. We don't need friends. Let's just take it. Come on, Hef. Let's show him what you... No. We ask. May we... Say, please. May we please have some honey? Why, certainly. You, like... I mean, that, that, I mean, that is still Grundy. He's like, he said the same... Th- he, he talked the same way in Just League Unlimited and Justice League. Yeah, and, and he probably talked like that before that 1990s or 80s, whatever year it came out in Winnie the Pooh cartoon. It's just the voice is very the, – the voice though, like the way that Drew Powell does it. And I'm assuming that there's some digital alteration too there because I hear kind of like a weird echo. Unless like Drew Powell like oh, is I just like just auto-tuning. I didn't hear an echo. I just hear yeah. him talking like the Hulk. Yeah, like, okay. like, like he has a brick in his cere- uh, cerebellum. Yeah. And he's just like really confused. <laughs> and bludgeons people. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> the poor baby. I mean, I mean, I mean. In fairness, it's not like Butch was like a cuddly teddy bear before this happened. Then, yes, you know? he was. <laughs> look at all the people that he killed. Look at that! Like he was sti- like, look, look. If he, he took his over, best friend in I season one to like appear, and he's like, I stole spaghetti <laughs> from you when I was little. Bam. He he was as innocent as baby's breath. Okay. No, I didn't say he was innocent, but he's totally a teddy bear. Look at him. I mean, he looks like a teddy bear, but he's got the rap <laughs> of Al Bundy. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll just say, say, say mine real quick. I agree with you with with Leslie. Like, I mean, at the end of the last episode, I was like unbelievably pissed because it, it, it just seemed like they were just kind of doing another archetype. And every time, and again, every time Gotham does like you know the underground or the alternative scene. It's like, look at all these, these tattooed and mohawk and pierced people. Aren't they bad? They love murder. It's, it's like, f*** box. But um, I like Leslie. I like Riddler in this. I, th- I thought he was, like, genuinely funny. <laughs> I thought that he and uh, Marina McCarran had, had a good com- good comedic timing. Um, and honestly, like, 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 I was weirded out at first by Drew Powell, you know, acting the way he does as, as Solomon Gurney. But, like, 
every time he, he walks on the screen, it's like, wow, that really is Solomon Grundy. Like, like they are not. Yes. Yeah, it, it, they are not shirking that character at all. So it's 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 impressive whenever he comes on the screen. So I I I, I dug it. I dug it. Uh, I really like the plot line a lot. Um, I was really just like you, very excited to see the clinic. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> it took you four seasons, four seasons to get here. Uh, and it actually, I don't know. It for me, it kind of makes me feel like. Well, not really, but like the touch virus thing at the end was kind of worth it. Um, I feel like they could have done something completely different, but I mean, the way that it, it pulls together and the continuation, it's a really good reaction to it. And it's really good motivation for that. Um, what else is there? I really did like the Riddler. He's so stupid. Like, he's, I'm going to do stuff to you. I'll do stuff. Uh, <laughs> stuff and things. Blackmail, threats. Yeah, to your clinic. So there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that thing to you. <laughs> Just if you really mind. wanted to, like, get me to work for you, you could have done this, this, or this. Like, oh, but... <laughs> this, 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 to me, this is a Riddler, and why I, I, I don't agree with Tom King. Is like, you know, the war of jokes and the riddles, the, the Riddler, the stakes have never been higher. Like, I do find... And I love the Riddler. He's one of my favorite Batman villains, but I do find that this is inherently kind of like... like I don't say pathetic, but like inherently kind of silly nature to his personality. So, like, I think Corey Michael Smith is, like, one of the best Riddlers ever, because he does... Get that, that that balance between like you know really smart and kind of threatening and kind of goofy guy. Yeah, yeah. I do really like him. Um, I think the last thing I have to talk about is like Grundy, and we all know that tea is precious and must be protected. Save Grundy. <laughs> he needs a better protector. <laughs> 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 because because Nigma ain't looking out for him. I like how she's like, "Is that Butch Gilzine? What did you do to him?" He's like, "I didn't do this." Like, <laughs> actually, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't take credit for this. <laughs> she's like, uh, examine him. She's like, "You have an extra arm. How the heck did that happen?" Grundy have two hands. Like, <laughs> I, I like how um, Riddler just kind of pops in, like at least two or three times this episode with a wad full of money. <laughs> He's like, her the biggest smile on his face. Yep. He's like, yes, I have the money. Well, and I was wondering, like, why the heck would Lee Tompkins ever go anywhere near, like, Nigma after, like, after, like, the whole Kringle and, like, framing Jim thing. But I feel like it was justified because you do see her, like, seeing that she's out of medicine and she needs the money. So um, that works for me. I also think that, like, do you do you two think that... I don't know. I honestly don't know if they're implying it or if I'm guessing it. Do you think that, like, there's there's traces of the Tetch virus in her? Or is this all, like, you know, like, like the, the real Leslie Tompkins that's, like, reacting to this? Because I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, like if she still had parts of the virus, if she would have just, like, flat out killed Riddler. I feel like... I just like... think that she's tainted. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay, so Marina Baccarin said at New York Comic Con that the virus changed Lee and that, like... But I think that that's different than saying that there's still traces of virus with her. But I think that even though the virus is gone, the events of having the virus and what she did 
fundamentally like changed her in a way. I see what you're saying. It's, it's, like, it's like Bruce and his parents' death. He's never the same. Yeah, like she's she's never the same after that. So it's uh, I mean, I I do think that, that like, and I I think that there's a big part of her that like, and this is said in the show. This isn't just some like random observation by me. Like uh, this is within the show. She she wants penance. You know, like she feels guilty. There is a lot of people online that are like really really annoyed. <laughs> at her for like coming back because like apparently like there there's a lot of episodes where at least like I'm leaving Gotham forever and then like she never does and like she always comes to, like, on Reddit and like Facebook people are like oh you're gonna leave and never come back again and then like Gotham's <laughs> official Facebook like posted a photo and it says like guess who's back and it's like a picture of Marina Bacarin and there's like an Asian guy behind her like as like an extra and people online are commenting hooray the return of the Asian guy <laughs> Well, like um um I did I, I did not know that Lee had an online I don't say backlash but like because because I I I have found myself to, to be ticked off with the, with the basically how they t- uh, portray the character so I I actually feel good that people are like you know maybe she'll be out of the show for a long time because I I, th- I didn't think she was coming back to at least halfway through the season and I was wrong yeah I don't know well and for so much of last season. I was thinking, like, did she even do a job last season? I'm like, no, she was working at the GCBD because I was just kind of remembering her as like a love interest last season, like you know. Uh, that's because that's how they want you to remember women on this show. They don't actually have power; they're just there to be love interests for the other characters or a nuisance. In fairness, I would say that they've given women like a lot of powerful positions on this show. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Tabitha, Barbara, I didn't say written well, but like, <laughs> Tabitha, I don't Barbara. know about Tabitha. Yeah, what has Tabitha exactly done? Tabitha's always been a number two. But she's been a powerful number two. She's not like... Well, she was in the not like, commercial, like, but that the, was really it. It's like saying like, oh, they gave Zaz a powerful position. He's still a well, henchman. Well, they do. Zaz, Zaz, Zaz He's is still a henchman. He's, he's feared. I would, I would, I would, I would, I agree with Jen. I think that, like, you know, you know, you can make a case for like Barbara Keene or whatever, but like, I don't know if they're if the characters, the women characters, are um, established. Just I'm gonna put this straight. I think Selena is probably the best example of it. Of she's not, she's not wed to Bruce, no pun intended. But you know, Barbara's tension with Gordon is 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 also like like combined with her tension with all the mobsters. Um, Lee and Jim, like this, she doesn't really get away from him until until I guess right now, and everyone else is kind of fleeting. Yep. Um, but yeah, Tabitha, <laughs> a powerful number two. You're not really powerful if you're under someone's boot, which she is in like everything except for this season. And even now, she's uh, now working for Babs again. She's just not around in the show anymore, is she? <laughs> It looks like in the preview for next week, she's, like, finally coming back. But, like, yep. we have not seen her since the second episode of the season. And this was the sixth? Fifth? Sixth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like... What is it? Like, um, Ivy was a nuisance. Um, and a joke. Yeah. Fire Lee's fire. A primary job is a love interest. And a love triangle maker. Now, but I feel like in seasons one and two, Lee was... You know, even though she was the love interest, she was at least like 
a very she was a good well-written love interest <laughs> yeah, she, yeah she was she was well-written like she wasn't doing the tropes like in that episode where barbara kidnaps them she was like you know jim i'm not jealous i'm not like mad that you're like working with barbara i just think i'm worried about you because she's dangerous like she wasn't like jim's interrogating barbara does he still love her <laughs> well I, I think i i know what you're trying well I understand you're trying to kind of defend it because it's not when you, when you say a character is only a love interest, it, it's a very kind of like you know kind of a takedown thing to talk about a character. But I do think because Leslie Tompkins is not Jimmy Gordon's love interest in the comic; she is her own character, and yeah. she is not her own character in this show. She's very much an appendage to Jimmy Gordon's development. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Selena Kyle's boyfriend that's going on his trip without her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, because, like, like, think about it. Like, 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 her only appearance was in his, like, you know, dream sequence in the first episode. Like, we're saying that it took her four seasons to, like, do the thing that she's known for in the comics. And I'm not saying that, you know, like, you can only do the only stuff in the comics on the show, but mm-hmm. like, I was, I was annoyed when she was first made to be his love interest. And mm-hmm. I never really got over that. Cause I, I think that that's, that's, you know, you can, she has a really great rapport with both Bruce and Alfred. You know, it's every now and then she's shown as Alfred's love interest. Not often, but like sometimes. But generally, like like she's a person that bounces off with, with Bruce, and it's a very, it's a very um, uh, nuanced relationship that you don't see in comics often. You know, it's, it's an older, older parent and like you know, kind of a, a grown ass man. So you can kind of do new things with him growing up. But she's literally just you know the hot woman who's like you know going with with, with Gordon. Like that's that is Jan's. Jen, who is right here, is right. Like, like she, <laughs> she, 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 that is her primary like takeaway when you think about her in the show. I think she might be written well, but her her point her point in the show was to be his love interest, even if she was like a strong like uh, a strong one. She was supposed to just be his love interest until now, and she's still portrayed as his love interest because she's like his one true love. In the show, if you watch it, even if he's sleeping with Falco or Falcone's daughter, oh, he's not. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> well, I mean, also, also um, I think this goes and without getting too much into it. I think this goes back to why, like Marina Bacarin, like in, in, in past Comic Con, she was not asked a lot of questions because there's not a lot, there's not really much to say to her character. Like, what does she really do in season two besides disappear for half a season because she was pregnant? Like, what does mm-hmm. she really do? When, you know, when when she she and Gordon started dating, like like what did her character do? You know, even if she's if she has a job, like you know, how much did her job influence the plot? Like, I mean, Mary McCarran is a good actress, and I think that like she she makes this character much more than it is on the page. I think, well, maybe not much more, but like, um, while she's not a bad character in the show, her the character's function it, it's it's like a glass ceiling. Ironically, it's, it's it only is so interesting to to talk about. Until now, I guess. I, I, I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just in terms of all this Lee Tompkins talk, how would you have felt, or actually, or let me rephrase this question. Was the Mario detour last season necessary? Or, like, if that was, like, removed from the show's history and replaced with, like, a different plot line, like, you know, maybe a different character, like, you know, like, maybe, you know, Valerie Vale was Gordon's girlfriend that whole season and she wound up married, like, and Mario and wound up getting involved with her and Gordon shot and the plot line went on that way. And Valerie Vale was the one that released the virus. And Lee was just kind of either off screen or she was Gordon's amicable ex that was at the, you know, uh, clinic or something. Basically 
Do you feel like we needed that from Lee last season, or was it unnecessary? Do you feel we're in a better place now because of it? The Mario subplot? Yeah, the whole Mario and Lee taking the virus as a result. Like, Lee had a crazy season last year. Or, like, or, or what if this was her coming back now? Like, what if we just didn't see her at all last season? Because she went off in the middle of season two after having lost the baby. And, like, the first time we see her is, like, here in the Narrows. What if, what if that was what well, if that well, was it? Well, think, think about it this way. We, we, we say the Mario subplot because we make fun of it. But, really, it was Jim's angst because Mario was only as good to the plot as it was to, serve, to give Jim man pain because he was the one who was with yep. his woman. Um, I don't... I, I don't think the Mario thing was necessary. Was necessary. I don't think it was useless because it was entertaining. But like, if you're being <laughs> honest with it, I do think that like nothing about that. You know, it was Mad Hatter, right? It was about Barnes and Mad Hatter. Those are yeah. a lot more important to the show. Whereas Mario and Lee were kind of like you know they were only important to Jim. And mm-hmm. you know when 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 Lee loses her husband, you know the most important thing in the next episode is for her to let Jim off the hook rather than Jim apologize to her for for killing her husband. Like I mean, he does, but like. The focus, and, and I understand like, you know, Jim's the main character, but like this show, and I, I do, I, I've said it before. I, I, I think Fox as a network, you know, is very much in line with Fox as a news network, and that like certain, it's certain portrayal of certain characters and certain groups of people are very much in, aligned to a, cert, a specific type of thinking. I don't think they care about you know Lee the character. You know, I mean, the, the, the writers and directors might care about Marina Bacarin the actress, but like the character of Lee, um, she's a, she's a very two dimensional character. I th- I think. What, what do you think, Jen? Uh, she is one of the better written characters on the show, but a lot of her plot is there to just drive um to drive uh Jim because that's how I felt. Every female on the show that he interacts with is just there to kind of drive him, except for like Fish Mooney, Selena, or um, Harper right now. Like they could not even Sophia really, I mean because Sophia's been more folk. I'm so I've actually really enjoyed the Sophia and Penguin plot because it just really pains me to see her anywhere near Jim because I feel like um, <laughs> she's actually she's she's doing the thing that Valerie Vale did, where it's kind of like yeah you're here you're cute look how cute you are we can sleep together sure yeah I'm busy I have a job <laughs> I'm busy trying to take over Gotham leave me alone exactly. Well, I'll get out of your way then. Wait, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you promised He's like, me you no, but you're a woman. Gotham. You're a woman, and I have to send you off on some form of transportation. Well, that's another thing, too. I'm mean, uh, <laughs> 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 one of those orders on trail wagons. Like, goodbye. Have a good time in Florida. <laughs> you mean a covered wagon? Well, well that's that's yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting. Pulled by oxes. That's, that, that's, that's an interesting. That's an interesting. Like, Jan, do you think that like in this show? Do you think do you think Gordon is intentionally written to be sexist as a character or is that like an accent of the writing? Uh both. <laughs> I just he comes off as incredibly sexist. Like remember when Lee was all like Lee called him out on that when they were first started dating on that episode with the flying Graysons. She's like you say you act like you want this, but then you treat me like you want this. And in Gordon's like truest of true fantasies, like in that fantasy world, he has like a 1950s wife, <laughs> with, like an apron. Yes. So, yes. Oh, yeah. and two like, kids. 
she's not like a lawyer coming home with a briefcase from work like oh Jim it was a hard day at the office like you know like it's oh honey I have your pipe and, 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 your and Barbara was very much like just only in her room drinking you know wine and like, talking about her art gallery is like she was very much you know on screen only and not really like, like, a, like a, a partner he could I was thinking about this earlier today I would love to see like what Jim and Barbara's life was like before the pilots just like Poor them himself. as like normal people before all this stuff happened like what would they do what would they talk about it's like well this is because because like i think last year stella on her show talked about like the potential for batman you know it, it, over batman's history if he was sex or not and in this show i think generally speaking commissioner gordon because he is an older character tends to be more traditionalist but he's not he's never really like kind of hateful or vindictive about it um so like i think that like it would make sense for gordon to have some sort of like you know innate you know innate masculine toxic patriarchal trope in him but i think i think th- i think at the same time i th- while that might be you know an element of his character i think it's just fox that kind of writes him so you know the, w- the way he is like you know like, like i'll put you on the first train like you know i mean how old exactly how old is sophia supposed to be because like she should be a grown-ass person like she's at least in her mid-20s hopefully i would hope i think the character is in her late 20s so or the actress yeah, I think the actress is like twenty nine or thirty. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, if she's able really to like young. buy an orphanage, she has to like at least be in her twenties because like they don't let like sixteen year olds, you know, like do like get well, building Bruce, permits. Sixteen year old Bruce did, you know, participate in an auction. But no, I, I take your point. I take your point. Yeah, but that, that's different than like using building permits and like stuff like that and traveling like across the state. Like she doesn't have like a nanny following her or something. So. Yeah. She doesn't have any manservants either. She's just wandering around alone. Jan, <laughs> she, she she did a Ferris Bueller thing in her room, so Falcone doesn't know that she's gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't like, even have like um, there's like pillows under the blanket <laughs> and like an audio recording of her sleeping. <laughs> Sophia, I'm going to feed the chickens. <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. Jan, who do you think? Is the best written character, a female character in the show? Selena. Yeah, I would agree. Selena, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if she does things that aren't like amazing, I ch- I can at least chalk it up to her being a child, and then the way she grew up too. Because you guys were like, "But why does she need a seat at the table?" And it's like because she grew up in a world of crime, and it's like all she knows. She's been on the street. She was with fish. She was with. Um, she worked with um, Penguin. She worked with Babs and Tabitha. You know, she knows how that world works. And it 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 jives with uh, what she grew up with, like everyone for themselves sort of thing. Um, and she knows, like, she's not going to go to, like, school and then get, like, a nine-to-five job. That's not how she works. It's not how she functions. It's not how she knows how to survive. So um, everything that she does makes sense to me. Um, and then she's like, no one's taking me seriously. And it's like, of course they're not. You're still a child. I mean, she might be 18 in real life now or even in the show. But, you know, she's when she started, it was like four years ago, and she was like tiny. Everyone's, and when everyone met her, she was still a baby. No one's going to treat her seriously. Um. I, and I'm thinking about it now. I think that, like, um, in Gotham's defense, Catwoman, Catwoman is such a strong character that, like, you know, they couldn't really, even if they wanted to, they couldn't write her as anything but more individual. Whereas, you know, uh, in, 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 in fairness, 
What? <laughs> Let's take a look at Ivy. <laughs> what I was going to say is that, what I was going to say is that um, you're you're right about Ivy because Ivy's a great character and this show hates her. But like, in fairness, like 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 Leslie Tompkins, you know, certainly Barbara Keene and Tabitha doesn't exist. Like like they are. There's less to work from that I think informs their characters compared to Selena. That being said, that's kind of no excuse for like you know poor storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We ready to talk about Professor Pig and Bullock and Gordon? Totally. Yay! Yeah. Um, people, what would you all think of Professor Pig? I thought he was fun. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I thought he. I thought the actor. Honestly, the actor's voice. Honestly, sounded a lot like what I thought of in my head when I was reading the Morrison run of Batman and Robin. Like he did have that kind of like, sort of like faux eloquent style talking. I wasn't really. I, I, I've, I've not read the Professor Pick stories a lot where I'm I'm thoroughly familiar with him, so I, I honestly wanted to go back and read those comments, but I got distracted with something else. Um, <laughs> like song. what? A song parody? Uh, but, like, uh, I wasn't really looking forward to this part because, oh, oh, it's going to be Gotham, it's going to be a lot more violent now. But I did, I actually found the, the, the pig plot to be intriguing, and mm-hmm. his whole scene with, with him and Ben McKenzie... He's like, I've had profound loss. I was like, this is actually a pretty interesting... I'm, I'm wondering where this is going. So, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I've actually... <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't read comics in so long. Oh my god. Um, I think it was a New 52 plot, or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a New 52 plot. That That's where I got my introduction to Professor Pig. Because <laughs> I, I did not read a Morrison run of anything. Was he in um, Batman uh, or Detective? I don't remember. What are the other? Um, like I said, it's been a while. It was like 2011 oh, to yeah. now. So 2011 to 2016, um, wasn't it? Yeah, like like like, like when when um after Batman R.I.P. when Batman was presumably dead and Dick Dick was Batman, Damian Robin. The first villain they fought was Professor Pig's first appearance. He's he's a villain from that run, and uh, that's what I remember the most. And uh, I, mean, I have the trade right over there, but I'm far too lazy to pick it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, I really did like that they used it with the cops, um, because you know, cops, pigs, and I was like, oh, look at this. This is interesting. I didn't. I when they said he was going to be in the show, I didn't know that's where they were going to go with it, and I was like, wow, Fox is going for it. Um, and just to be clear, I do respect cops. I just thought it was like interesting to see. Oh sure, yeah. Because uh, I do not refer to them as pigs. <laughs> um, and then like I did like all of the um, what's it called? They did do the uh, nursery rhyme stuff too, right? And like pig puns and all sorts of fun things. Oh yeah, there was the, there was like this whole like. Thing that he did at the end, like and the piglets played and the something something. And then he oh, killed yes. the piglets. And then he what? Oh, well, then he like poisoned them, which I thought you know was, was fine, but but I was like, oh. I did like that he did cut his throat, like, but just enough. I don't know why he didn't actually kill him because he was a corrupt cop. <laughs> because of some um, reasons. Oh, be they, they said they said like. Um, he cut it deep enough so that Gordon Blake would have to stay and save Bullock and Pig would be able to get away. Oh, that's true. But he could have still cut it a little bit deeper so that he would have died anyway. 
like it would have been it would have looked like enough for um, <laughs> Gordon to save him, but you know he I mean? tried. He tried, but there was something blocking the rest of the throw called a series regular contract. <laughs> Just there inside the throat. It's like <laughs> for for some reason when, when like that knife that Bruce had, that's why that knife was special. It goes through like series regular contracts. Maybe he did it out of respect because he seemed to like Gordon. Like, gen- like, like honestly, he did. So maybe he did it out of- He just did it he to slow him down. He was a huge fan. He was a huge <laughs> fan. I have all of your homeless cop posters hanging up in my room. And maybe it's because posters. we're so deep room? into this show. Like, like, we just see Gordon as a corrupt cop naturally. But, like, you know, it, he, like, Pig at never, never once considered Gordon to be one of those cops. And I found that to be confusing, honestly. I was like, but Gordon. I think it's because he, every time Gordon is, like, on, in the media. Mm hmm. Or doing something huge, it's in the benefit of the city. He's he's like that politician that's like, you know, I'm not naming anyone specific here. Like, this is like, I'm I'm not thinking, oh, this is Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders or something. This is just like every single election cycle, there's that politician that says, I'm like the anti-establishment, you know, like person who's like going to go against the big rules and stuff like that and like, you know, and I'm for the people like that's what Gordon is. Every time he's on TV, he's like, I am the cop that, you know, like looks out for you and doesn't play by, you know, the corrupt rules. I'm not owned by Wall Street or like or the commissioner. That's true. And, and we are kind of in fair getting back to that Gordon after like a few seasons of him being corrupt. Like, you know, oh, and like, God, yeah. Since like, like halfway through season two, which is, halfway through season I, one. My bad. Yeah, well, which is, well, even in season one, he had some sort of, like, remorse over that stuff. I feel like season two, when he killed, like, because even when he killed that mob boss at the beginning of season two, like, he was regretful. But, like, once he killed was kind of an accident, too. It it was like he, like, executed him. Well, like, once he killed Galavan, that was kind of, like, one of the, like, the line-crossing moments. And then after he killed Galavan, instead of being a cop, like, um, like, after he, like... Uh, cleared himself of that murder. Instead of going back to the forest, he became like a bounty hunter and stuff. And he he's just kind of become more and more like roguish ever since that. Like the Galavan thing was kind of like the beginning of that spiral. I feel like we're kind of getting a return to like that season one Gordon Bullock dynamic, where instead of like Bullock being the one saying, Gordon, you know, you have to follow the rules. It's like Gordon saying, Bullock, you have to follow the rules. Um, we're back to like the whole pilot thing, and and that's kind of what happened at the end too. Where um, the last really big character development I remember for Bullock, and like yeah, he quits in season two and then comes back an episode later. I never really felt anything from that, but like the last major character development from him was, I think the episode was called Spirit of the Goat or something, where like you that find was out so that. Good. Where you, yeah, you find out that like Bullock like visits his old partner in like a hospital every week or like something like that or. It was one of those where, like... You found out that Bullock was Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I remember that. And that was, like, the last... That and Penguin's Umbrella were the last really big character development moments from him. So I like this, where instead of Bullock being like, Jim, you know, I had no choice. I had to take Penguin's money. You don't know what it's like in the city. He's really, like, vulnerable. He's like, you don't know what it's like. It just It just started happening, and, like... You know, I have debts, I have bills, like, it's, he's, he's, he's humiliated, and he's, like, eating his shame, and I'm like, that is such a good performance from Donald Logue. I, I, honestly, I had a bigger Mm -hmm. reaction from that scene than I did from any Professor Pig stuff, like, 
I was like, okay, Professor Pig, you know, he's a villain. Cool. This is kind of creepy and weird. This is this is Gotham. But that Bullock stuff, I was like, oh, this is good. This is like – and I really hope that, like, it's not business as usual next week. Like, I hope that there's consequences from this. And I think that there will be because I've looked ahead at some of the, like, solicitations and there is some Bullock and Gordon stuff happening down the line that I nice. think is resulting from this. Well, I mean, I thought that – um. I agree that like Don- Donald is a great actor. Uh, I- I've said before, but I've been familiar with him from various stuff before this, uh, and it was it was a great performance. It was weird to me that they that that the source of such drama was Harvey. You're taking money from Penguin, aren't you? When like that is that was like his like his like default mode in the beginning of the series, and because it, it, the real thing is because because. Bullock has been so opposite of Gordon throughout uh, this season. It didn't really play to me as a big surprise or reveal. It was like, of course he is, probably. And so, like, I thought that that was kind of like that didn't really connect as much as I think they were wanting it to. But Donald Logue, you know, sold it as best he could. Yeah. Um. Didn't he? Yeah, because uh, Penguin did mention that he was going to be p- filling their pockets with monies. He did mention that like a couple episodes ago, and yeah. then, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jim um, being like, "How did you know that he was the guy who was giving out the money? And you knew that this guy knew the money?" And it's like. Because <laughs> he was taking money from him, obviously. But I did, I do. <laughs> because agree we that... stuffed the guy in a trunk. But I do agree that um, that whole thing uh, where he was all like talking about being in debt was like a really good scene. He's like, "Yeah, I do need this money," uh, which is why I took it. I mean, he was going to be doing it anyway. Like he was. Um, He's and he told him I was going to do this anyway, so I just took the money for it. He was even if he didn't get paid, he was going to follow that. He didn't do it because he was getting paid. But he accepted the money, which, like in homeless cops, like morality thing, is like it makes him part of the problem. Yeah, he was going to be corrupt either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also that like um uh. Gordon has been so wrapped up in like the main plot that he has no time for anybody else's problems. So like, it's one of those things where we're like, we're like if Gordon was actually a friend of Bullock, he would have like said, "You could have come to me. I could have helped you." But no, he's like, you know, you didn't live, up, you didn't live up to my standards. Of course, you know, Bullock's in the wrong. He shouldn't have been taking money. But like, Gordon's been so like obstinate and not willing to like, because because Bullock isn't like illogical. He's not like you know like 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 insane or evil. He he says that you know, Penguin runs the uh, runs the commissioner. You know, like 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 he owns the city. I can't actually really do anything effectively against him. I you know I have to keep the cops in line, otherwise you're going to drive them away. You know, Gordon's yeah. bullishness isn't really the, the, like 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 the best way to play it. So to kind of play this as like uh, Bullock has betrayed ever, ever said for it's a it's a it's a real cognitive dissonance between like what we've been seeing and what what they're writing in. I, I, I want to repeat that Donald's performance was great. But like I thought that didn't it didn't make a lot of like 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 sense to me. 
Uh, what made sense about it to me was that in, in Homeless Cop's eyes, Bullock changed because, like, you know, he had the character development. In Penguin's Umbrella, he's like, okay, I won't be crooked anymore. I'll help you take down Falcone. And ever since then, it's been Bullock saying, Homeless Cop, you can't, you know, like, speed in the school zone, you know, like, or you can't do, like, he's been telling him, you got to follow the rules. And, like, and then Bullock became the captain, and he's kind of been more and more, like, legitimized. He thought that, like, Bullock had been tamed, that, like, Bullock was done with that, like, corruptness stuff. Now, granted, it wasn't a big surprise to find out that he was taking money from the license thing, because Bullock has been, like, we have to do this license thing, Jim, from, like, you know, the beginning of the season. But I, I can buy Gordon being surprised about it just because, like... This isn't the Bullock, even though this is the Bullock from season one, we've had seasons between of like Bullock being the Chucky Finster of the police force. Right, yeah, the, 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 the naysayer essentially. Yeah. But um, like you were saying, he does have to keep all the cops in line and he's I feel like Bullock makes more sense as with what he's doing than with what Jim is doing and I understand uh, Jim is supposed to be the guy who like rails against everything um wow I had like a train of thought and it's gone Chew. Sophia wasn't on it though <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> uh, no, I um all all aboard, all Gordon X's aboard, like you know, like they're all in like a their own like private car. I do really I don't know. Uh I don't have anything to add other than what I said earlier about how like him just taking the money, it's not like but I do agree that if he was, like, more attentive instead of being, like, I'm a homeless cop and my life is, like, the only life worth lifing, um, he would have noticed <laughs> his friend. Like, and he's, like, his best friend, isn't he? Like, his... And they keep, they, keep, they keep playing it like they're the best of friends, but then he's always, like, totally clueless as to what's up with uh, mm-hmm. Harvey, but Harvey's just, like, shit, Gordon... Gordon's gonna do some shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Gordon in the show. More than Harvey. I mean, Gordon's just not—he's just not a good—he's not a good guy, really. I mean, he does the right thing, but he's—he's not a guy you really want to hang out with. And I think that like the, their relationship is based on what we see in the show. Like, you know, Harvey calls him brother, all this kind of stuff. Um, and of course, you know, Gordon generally sees him as a, as a friend. It's not—it's not a one-sided relationship. But there's very little down. There's there's zero downtime in any of these characters' lives. Like we never actually see Gordon do anything normal. <laughs> so, so 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 like there's there's not a lot of like you know reason to say like why could like, you know why couldn't you tell me? Even Bullock go ice skating for fun or something like they're no. holding hands. It was it was sure a good idea to go to Rockefeller Center for some ice skating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I don't think that this show could have could benefit from from some downtime. Uh, I know it's like always from one storyline to another storyline, but there are enough characters where you where you could show Gordon like you know have a day off and like I, I think the only time he ever had a day off was like when he was with um uh, Ryden from season from last season when they were like hunting deer. 
And he's like, like, I will never kill a deer. That's that's a line I will never cross. Oh, there's Mario. <laughs> that dude's name is Mario. Let me at him. <laughs> that deer had the Alice Tech virus. I had no choice. <laughs> Neither of which are things at that point when he was hunting, but yeah. Uh, were they? No, the no, 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 virus. No, absolutely. Well... Yeah. What season was it? Oh, you're right. Because like, the, 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 when he was hunting, that was that was like them coming back from a, a long break. I forgot all that. Well, because that that was like because Lee and him were already broken up at that point, and like the Mario thing had happened because he's like Jim. I have some bad news for you. Your uncle's dead. Oh wow, this is new information for me. You say he got shot in the head. I never said he got Jim. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> he started to laugh like three times. Uh oh. Like, like, he said that out loud. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. She's like, God damn it, homeless cop. You had something to do with this, didn't you? Well. Define have to do with this. Was I there when he died? Yes. Was I holding the gun that killed... I mean, wait, hold on. Let me start over. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> like, shoot is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do we have any more thoughts about this episode? I just really l- wish I liked Jim more. He's He's not likable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's because Ben McKenzie's a good actor. I don't dislike yeah. him as an actor. Yes, I agree. He's a really good actor. Um, Everyone so... on the show is a good actor. Yeah, I feel like, uh, like I, like half the reason I enjoy watching the show is because I love watching them act. Even when the roles are like, even when the writing is like weird or something awkward happens, it doesn't make sense. They give it their hundred and fifty percent, and it's it's usually well acted, unless it's like so awkward. No matter how well they act, it's still awkward. It's also like a thing because like the show, the show's tone carries so much of like what you get out of the, out, out, out of the series, and like. They had they had to kind of kind of bend it towards that. Like I, I feel that like Cory Michael Smith, for instance, is kind of like better than like a lot of the campy stuff of this show. But he commits to it. it, it it's like you know, it, it's it's like you know Patrick Stewart doing goofy goofy things on weird episodes of Next Generation. Like you know he he, he he's a professional. He'll he'll do he'll do what needs to be done. But but like some of these actors like um, like, I feel that Robin Lord Taylor really cut his teeth on the show, and he's at harm home here. But some of these actors, like like I, w- I would say, like uh, Michael Chiklis, Sean Pertwee, um, Alexander Sadiq, uh, th- they're owed better script. They're, especially their characters, but they're really owed better scripts than the show gives them. But they commit to it. They they go all out and they they do their best to kind of make it watchable. And you and I'm never mad at them. I, I, I might not like like choices they make, but like it's always more the the writers are always on my bullseye. Yeah, I guess mostly. Because <laughs> there are like some plot lines, man. Those plot lines. Okay. So that was Hog Day Afternoon. Next week's episode is called A Day in the Narrows. And good news for all of you who like Professor Pig, he'll be back. So, with Professor Pig striking fear throughout Gotham, Gordon and Bullock head into the Narrows to look for clues. We are looking for pig clues. Bruce Wayne meets a former friend, Grace. I don't remember her from season one or two, but okay. Uh, I hope it's not Harvey Dent's Grace. 
who convinces him to come along for a night out with some old classmates. Meanwhile, Sophia's relationships with Penguin and Gordon continue to evolve. Oh, no. <laughs> in an all-new A Dark Night, A Day in the Narrows. And the guest cast is we have Miss, uh, Professor Pig, Cherry, which is that girl that owns that, like, fight club. Um, Brant Jones, which I'm assuming is a classmate. Someone named Headhunter. Grace. Tommy Elliott. Um, so he's back, and it's a new actor, yes. by the way. I looked it up. It's not the same kid. Um, and Martin and... The classic character from the comics known only as Beat Cop. And uh, have we all seen I the promo Beat yet? Cop. I know. I, lo- I loved his limited series in the 90s that was drawn by um, Todd McFarlane. I've not seen uh, the promo yet. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's all watch the promo. Day. Yeah, link it in. Uh, it was on the screen. <laughs> the YouTube link for, like, the promo. It has, like, the pre. You know how, like, they have, like, preview images? Like,. The preview image is, like, Gordon, and, like, his face, he looks like uh, Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars before he electrocutes someone. Like, <laughs> he looks like Duke Nukem. <laughs> look, like, it, it, it looks like, like, but right before he electrocutes Mace Windu, where he's like, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's holding a cable gun from X-Force. Yeah, like. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> homeless cop what are you up to next week links <laughs> do you want to maybe oh yeah sure hold on <laughs> said this like five times in the same tone link 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 <laughs> I, I just thought you were a really big legend of Zelda yeah, uh, legend of Zelda of course yeah I've never played that game huh. none of them actually huh. neither, neither have I I'm, I'm watching this pod pausing a lot just so I can like take some of these images. Oh, okay. Action is yeah. his reward. I know what you're capable of. Oh right, Barman. Oh wow. <laughs> awesome. I know what you're capable of, and I don't want to see you. I'm trying to see if I can see a date on the newspaper. Pig's actions capable of. I know I just see what that's on. Okay. Pig's actions threaten both of us. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm, I'm pausing it a lot so I can, like, see, like, the shots. It's just, like, three uh, storylines. Oh. <laughs> the way that they shoot the... Whoa, holy cack, homeless cop. The most homeless he's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> now more than ever. <laughs> okay, so usually we don't have a lot to say about the trailer. I'm guessing it'll be a little different this time. I'm really excited. Bruce is getting some lady times. I yeah, I, I, I guess he's. Um, I guess he says grace every day before dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Davi Mazzaus have been complaining for a long time for like you know. Come on, Bruce is a playboy. Why can't I be a playboy? All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce has had like two girlfriends the entire series. Yeah, one of them is super independent, and the other one, like... Was under orders. <laughs> tried to get him killed, yeah. I wonder if Tabitha, like, still takes care of Silver, because, like, they are related. How do I think about it? Like, that's kind of a shower thought. Like, she just said, probably, she's probably in a boarding school somewhere, but... Uh, yeah, so Bruce kissing Grace, uh, so... And then, like, homeless cop, like, and Bullock are, like, in a drag-out argument and, like, grabbing each other. Yep. That is a good scene. I, 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 I know it's a television show, and like you know, reality is doesn't exist. But, I, but like Bullock had his throat slit, and he's like already out in the forest again. No, like you know, leave of absence, no vacation, no early retirement. He's like you know, 
<laughs> he's fine. That never happened. Um, but it looks good. Like, like, honestly, honestly the, you know, as we, again, we, we were just talking about the acting looks great, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. They kind of framed it as though, like, you know, Bruce was hitting Alfred, and I paused to make sure that he wasn't, and he's not. Which was odd, but like, but like, whatever. Yeah, Alfred's like, I'm just worried about you. Then Bruce sits. No, and they frame it like, like, bull, like Gordon shoots Bullock too, because they're like grabbing each other, and the next shot is like Gordon like shooting someone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're gonna get us all slaughter. Shoot, guns everyone down. And, and Catwoman has her has her mask again that like she had like when she was uh, hanging out with the Black Shadow at the oh, box. I, I, I didn't even see her in that thing. Yeah, you see, you you see Tabitha, Barbara, and Selena. So Tabitha. Finally back after like you know a five or six episode absence, I guess. Right, like, I'll start on Monday. By Monday, I mean next month. Six day. Mondays from now, she's she's that like next slacker like intern. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's been locked in the closet this whole time. Like she's like, help, help! <laughs> I just know Barbara and Selena will come for me. Like five weeks later. <laughs> yeah, Selena's hair is a little uh, crazy Maybe. too in that promo. Well, you know. Bad girls have big hair. Are you about Selena or Barbara? I saw Barbara. I didn't see Selena. No, I'm looking at Selena. Like it's the three of them walking together, and Barbara's holding a big wad of cash. It's Selena, then Babs is in the middle, and then Tabitha's on the other side. Yeah, I think Tabitha's the only bad girl. Well, Tabitha and uh, Lee were the only bad girls with like flat hair. <laughs> the hair. You and Stella both like pay attention to hair. Um, me and uh, Don were watching Fright Night the other night. Which one? There were four of them. <laughs> no, like, we watched Fright Night, and I was, like, trying to tell... Oh, you weren't there the other night. You were... I made you watch it, like, months ago. Um, but in during the movie, there was this girl who was, like, super, super sweet, and uh, she's, like, the girl-next-door type. And then the vampire, like, starts moving in on her and starts seducing her. And the more he seduces her, the bigger her hair gets. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I was just like, she is now sexually awakened. Because, um, and I, I always say this, dirty girls have big hair. <laughs> because, like, if you look at, like, the first season of Gotham, you have, um, except for, like, Fish Mooney, because her wig was terrible uh if you look at when babs in the second season when babs goes evil her hair gets teased up to high heaven um when you look at uh with the exception of like tabitha but what was her name oh yeah uh zaz's fly girls had their hair like not just teased but like spiked straight up look at cherry cherry's hair is straight up bad girls have big hair it's and it's a trope that this um, this show was like embracing. Well, the show this, just, this, this show is so conservative; it doesn't like anything alternative. And see, so this role, yeah, because well, it's and, basically and like every girl when they go bad, stuff and, and Lee still had short hair. Yeah, but every time they go bad, it's basically like Sandy coming back uh, to get Danny at the end of Greece. Remember her hair was flat, and then she came back, and she was a she was like. <laughs> Tell she, me I, about it. Yeah, exactly. Stud. And her hair was fucking huge. So until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. This is Jan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. If you believe, you must be. Big.
Okay, now I can hear you. Alright, you guys, so how long do you Happy think it's Halloween? How long do you think it's been since, uh, like, like, like we were talking when I was watching the episode? A couple hours? Yeah. About that much. Okay, I did, I, I did, I did a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, you you made the car in San Diego thing. Didn't you? <laughs> I was like, I need thirty more minutes to get it right. It's not perfect. Oh right? my god, is that what you were doing this entire time? Yes, <laughs> I approve. <have> I was <laughs> well, sitting actually, here like watching Warlock and going like, "Yay, Jonathan Crane's dad is being like evil." <laughs> well, like when you were like, "Oh man, we won't have time to do this before the episode," I was thinking, "Oh, we could probably, you know, like." carve out some time before we send this to dust that I was like that won't be too hard I didn't think that like you'd have it before like <laughs> we I, I, had, I had the creative juices flowing <laughs> <laughs> alright so um so feel, uh, feel, feel, let's, feel free to check it my out. favorite part well, is that this it. time it's Dawn instead of you yeah I know I, like yeah. in the middle of like I'm like stuck at these like overnight shifts at work and I'm just like uh Hey, I have an idea. Let me make, like, a Garfield and Friends, like, Winnie the Pooh, like, Gordon parody. <laughs> this, this, this one just, just it kind of just came to me. Uh, so do that thing where we, where you play it through the speakers. Oh. Oh, I, 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 I did that before. Uh, we, we are going to hear it, right? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I sent it for you guys to download, but I, did, I didn't think about it. Oh, oh, you did? Okay. All right. Yeah, do you, um, see, it on, do you on. see it on, on the me... page? Uh, I'm on the phone, but I could open up the computer since I'm at the house. Okay. You, you see it, right, Dan? In the Skype? Yeah. So I'm muting myself because I have steak. My mom just brought some steak home, and I'm like, yes. The steaks have never been higher, one might say. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there was a Halloween party, like, two doors down from me. Guess what song they're playing? Where in Diego. the world is Karma San Diego? No, that would be incredibly random. <laughs> well, that's what we were like talking about, Carmen. I would kill myself. No, but like, it, it, it's like it's like my life is being written by TV writers because like whenever there's a movie or a TV show and someone's having a Halloween party, like what song is like always playing? Was it no Monster, matter like Monster if it, Mash. Monster Mash. Yeah, and I'm like, no matter what time of the day it is at the party, like whenever like the like show or movie cuts to the party, they're always playing Monster Mash. 
And it it's is like, a monster mash. What were the odds that as I was pulling into my house, like the party would be at the point that they were playing monster mash? Unless like they were just waiting for me to like pull in there so that they can like <laughs> do that. Like, okay, here he comes. Should be a dumpster. No, play this song. Well, it's either that or thriller. But Monster well, like, Mash, I think it's <laughs> the party's being DJ'd by um that Simpsons radio host um from there's an episode of Simpsons Jam where like no matter what holiday it is, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, DJ, the DJ plays like Monster Mash. It's like Valentine's Day, and it's like why'd you play Monster Mash? It's Valentine's Day. It's oh well, you know, like the monsters they're all getting together, they love each other, and you played the wrong <laughs> tape, didn't you, Bernie? <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> That's my favorite part. And, and then like at the end, they're like happy. President's Day, everyone. I was working in the lab late last night. Right. Whenever, whenever you guys are ready, feel free to... Oh, uh, I, I want to listen to this. Okay, so I, I just downloaded it, so um, um, I'll go ahead and... Is, is Jan going to try and listen to it, too? Or like, yeah, listening to it, trying to listen to it, but you keep talking. Go for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, alright. So, uh, I'm going to listen. Or Actually, I'll, I'll mute so that like mine doesn't overlap with hers. Give me a second. Okay. Yeah, I lost my damn mind. Yeah, yeah, you did. I don't, I don't know what I just listened to. I don't know what I, I even did. <laughs> just have to wait for Josh now. I think he killed him. Um, I heard, I heard like a, a crash of tables and glass and such. Hmm. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Impressed. <laughs> I think that that's like the most like thoroughly produced like thing that we ever did. Because you like you did your. Did own you layer song. your own voice a couple of times? Well, I had it because it was an acapella to get the the effect right. <laughs> I, I recorded I recorded in, in like one like chord, and then like you know like a tempo, then like a low tempo, and double to the back. I'm done. Yeah, yeah there's like multi tracks here. Like I know that's what I was sitting there like. Wait a minute. <laughs> Work was put into this, and like, and I like the lyrics too. It like tells like the story of Sophia Falcone. Like, all I do with the parodies is just like change like the name Winnie the Pooh to Gordon, or change like you know Starfleet no, Enterprise no, to like no, CCBD. No, 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 no. You were letting yourself down. I remember the Mulan song. <laughs> <laughs> this I is like, this I is a rival to the Mulan to song. And then that started. Way. So what, Jen? I said I was laying down. I was like, I'll just listen, I'll just finish this episode of Gotham City Chronicles, and I'll just go to sleep. Then the next one rolls on, and I just hear like the. <laughs> no, that Galavan is alive, Peabody. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I was just sitting there, like in bed, like, wait, what? <laughs> like I couldn't go to sleep because I was like wide awake. After that. <laughs> I was I was going to like um just like rip off like the, the music, but like it was an acapella, so I couldn't. Like it, there was there was no like actual. There wasn't a lot of in- instrumentations. I like blast. There's only one thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I must completely start from. That was that was that was well done. That might be that like impressive. Thank you. Very like much. The, that that that's like the three best like parodies in my mind are Mulan, uh, the Scooby Doo, and like this one. Like and uh, <laughs> I definitely think this one's better than the Scooby Doo one. I I, I just sure. couldn't like get it out of my head. Like when I brought up when I, we were talking, I brought it up like in our chats. I was I couldn't get out of that that's actually a really fun idea. Let me let me see if I can come up with some lyrics. <laughs> well, I love how like we all like independently had the idea. You're like, ah, oh, she looks like Carmen San Diego and I was like, Ooh, we should do a song parody and then like it was you like all hat like, hair. It, it was the hat and the hair. Because yeah, I was like, like yeah, 
she, she's like, they like pan over to her. She looks up. I'm like, is that Carmen's hit? Oh wait, no. Surprise! <laughs> this is a Carmen San Diego prequel and a Madeline prequel, I guess too. Like every single like property from like our childhood, like in the '90s, like you know. I'll send. I'll 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 I'll, I'll copy over the lyrics. Dude, I also love how like even the file. <laughs> <laughs> Even like the file format, you put like album like uh, instead of acapella, it was like gothapella and like <laughs> album. Who the heck knows? And like artists too much time on hand. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. That was that was visible. I thought that was only visible like on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> where? In the, okay. Well, she sneaks around the world from to Gotham City from. Yeah, because like I, I couldn't. Uh, make out some of the words but uh sure she'll take oswald for a ride on a slow boat to betrayal <laughs> supressively make oswald cry for its mama <laughs> when he takes the same reason he'll be singing the blues oh <laughs> all the time will never get she brought at all get or orphanage different from barbara fish moony leslie and Peter. And I mean, this mob girl isn't. <laughs> oh, but even she wrote the missing big mistake when she got down with her brother. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I heard brothers kill her, but like, well, half of the lyrics are from like the actual like song, like like the miss the miss and misdemeanor is like the Sergeant San Diego. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I know this. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, I'm in a good mood now. <laughs> Not that I wasn't before, but like you know, this is like uh, thank you very much. Seen this like Iraq War movie where like you know one of the three main characters like dies in the first like ten minutes, and then like oh well, I guess the moral of that movie is like never do anything ever. <laughs> and then I go home to like this, and it's like okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, yeah I was is- I was not ready. <laughs> well, what you say yourself is, is like like this is the kind of show we do now. We just don't pay attention to anything yeah, else. Like, <laughs> I was even thinking like the God. This is what happens when you leave me in charge of a podcast. Like does like okay, you can do a podcast on Gotham. Like, <laughs> the, the first like season, it's like you, I, and Stella. We're like analyzing the show. You know, we're like, oh, what do you think it meant? Like, what do you think is this? Like, we're, we're what not, do the chickens mean? You guys spent three episodes on those stupid chickens for Falcone. Yeah, yeah, Falcone feeding. Oh, I completely freaking forgot about that. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> what are the chickens? Oh, you think? Well, okay. Over on Spider-Man Crawlspace, we had like a whole episode about like why is Mary Jane's phone green, and like that was like wow. three episodes too. And then, we're, and then like there's another episode where like. Her whole apartment's green, and Chris is like, she's painting her apartment the color of her phone. What does it mean? We didn't seriously well, do an episode about her phone, did we? I don't remember that. It wasn't an episode, but, like, it was, like, a major discussion. But, yeah, like, season one of Gotham Chronicle is, like, oh, man, you know, what do the chickens mean? What's this? Season, like, four, it's, like, it's a musical comedy extravaganza that has nothing to do with the show. (laughs) 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 It's a true mark the show has gone on too long. (laughs) (laughs) And so have we. Yeah, like, just imagine what it'll be in, like, two seasons, like, you know, and now special musical guest, like, you know, Conway Twitty or, like, well, we'll actually be like, be like, it'll be. We're gonna take Kanye West. I was like, wow. Yeah, sure, Kanye West too. Like, <laughs> we have like, for some reason, we have like Kanye West and like Donald Trump and like, and like, and now like we Elizabeth- have Hardak and um, Kanye West is doing a 
harder, better, faster, stronger <laughs> thing for <laughs> the hard, <laughs> the Kanye West duplicate is doing is doing dubstep. Hmm. All right, all right. Are, are we ready to hit the ground? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm recording. Okay, so is that my? Okay, that was just girl. All right. Wow. Wait, what do you mean, wow? Just some girl. Yeah, just some girl <laughs> I've been texting. No, no biggie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> uh. Hold on a second, guys. Sure. You? Say, look, those are me and my clones. Oh. I gotta be right back. Okay, sure. Okay. The fire alarm went off for her, too. I didn't know that people had like a backlash against uh, but it's good to hear because like, my complaints oh wait 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 wait. Yeah, well let's wait till Jane gets back just so uh, yeah, sure I mean we, we, we can talk just not about Gotham <laughs> no yeah sure that's cool <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't want to give the impression that like you know the show is going on <laughs> so final thoughts uh, I guess we'll give it to Ben and now a word from us kids what did you think of? <laughs> I didn't use that in, in um. There was an episode of Q and that like uh, where Harry and I were like, were like very very serious before we move on to the main topic. I didn't use that clip, but I said that I, was, I said and no, we're from us kids. I think it, Harry was like, was that Arthur? <laughs> and now back to Arthur. I, I used that again, like in the last episode where like Ben does his bit. Like it's just introduced by an hour from us kids, and now. Back to Arthur, even remember, though Arthur's not there. I remember when Arthur first came on. I was in freaking elementary school, and now I'm pushing 30. <laughs> yeah, Arthur is like The Simpsons. It's like running forever. But it's like, it's, it's gonna hit, it's, it's gonna be in season 20 by now, right? Uh, like, honestly, honestly, uh, like, like 1997 sounds about right. I don't do seasons the same way that, like, other shows do. Like, for all I know, okay, list of Arthur episodes. Yeah, I don't know what this up to. There's been 232 Arthur episodes. 20 seasons! Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> a lot of these are, like, 10 episode seasons, though. On Wikipedia on, on the right says number of seasons 20. Yeah, but the first season's 30. 30 episodes? Let me yeah, but yeah, but then, like, seasons, like, 4 through, like, 19 or, like, 10 episodes each. And then season 20 is only 7 episodes. I mean, the first season of The Simpsons has, like, 13 episodes, and the rest of the season have, like, over 20. So I don't really... I, I don't see the point of, like, pointing that out necessarily, but, like... Oh, my God, 20 seasons. Well, uh, all right, let, let me go to season 20 and see, like... <laughs> like, <laughs> what they're doing, this CGI movie? Arthur's missing... Oh, You're kidding okay. me! Uh, You're kidding me! <laughs> Oh, never mind. It's it's one of those like okay, I'm back. okay. We were just talking about Arthur <laughs> and like trying to figure out how it's lasted like for like twenty seasons because it's so good. Uh, the latest episode it was called the Hallway Minotaur, and it's uh, well, the George series finale becomes... is going to be those pictures I showed you guys on Twitter with all the bunch George of becomes the Lakewood Elementary Hallway Monitor. Okay, so that like that one moose that committed suicide in that one fan fiction, he's Hallway <laughs> Monitor in the latest episode. That's like. And then LaDonna, I don't even know who that is, begins a list to see how many people like her. These are short episodes. <laughs> yep. Mr. Rapper has a complete change in attitude, much to Buster, Arthur, and the Brain's concern. Let's, 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 let's get back to this show. <laughs> yeah, no one really cares about Arthur. <laughs> what are you talking about, Arthur? <laughs> but the memes, the fan fiction, I told you not to touch it! Uh, <laughs> we're... There was there was a moment, and Jen, Jen and I pointed this out uh, when I was watching the episode. I think it was what, what was he doing? Uh, I think it was when, when he was tied to the chair. 
That Ben McKenzie was just talking like we did. He, he, he was like, "Where's Harvey?" I was like, "Oh man." like he's like, "I gotta get out of this chair. This is the only way." Homeless, homeless, come! Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I totally forgot. He threw himself over the side of that long drop and didn't like snap his neck or like he just bounced back. Like Professor Pig is like respect. <laughs> the guy, the guy's like, be like, what the hell are you made out of? <laughs> almost, almost gone. Ah, my homeless spine. Yeah. He dropped the whole floor straight off the freaking back. And that like, chair was no match for homeless cop. <laughs> like his back doesn't all out of whack. He didn't like twist anything. He's like just gonna. Ow! Ow! I didn't think this through! Ow! Harvey, help! <laughs> he didn't even, like, limp up. He just, like, rolled up and just kept going. I was like, no, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> they sure don't make him like they used to as he, like, brushes himself up. They don't make the floor like they used to? They don't make gravity like they used to? <laughs> they don't make spines <laughs> like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this thing had a parachute. I thought, because there was like that little one foot like incline or whatever. I thought he was just going to fall there. No, he kept going. Yeah, that was the same thing. Nick shut the floor down. And I was all sitting there like, Professor Pig, you should just shoot him. I'm actually like, honestly. I think Professor Pig was just like, respect. Like, you know, like. (laughs) The last. uh, I still haven't read Batman Year One, and I haven't. <laughs> oh, you, you you should read that because like it's like <laughs> it, it, it'll probably ruin Gotham for you because it's like Gordon as like an actual like good homeless cop and like he's Barbara not homeless. Keen- <laughs> 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 and Barbara Keen is just like a pregnant wife who's not evil, and uh, and Sarah Essen is like a young hot blonde instead of like a middle aged African American woman who can't do anything. And uh, wow. Uh, but seriously, like, 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 I remember, like, in between seasons, rereading Year One and telling Josh, I can't watch this stupid show anymore because Year One is so good, and it makes, makes me so upset that, like, they ignored it. Yeah, they did. I, I don't think there's a single thing from Year One that they've taken, except for, like, Falcone. Flass. Uh, Flass. Uh, Essen, technically. Falcone. Yeah. Like, that's the, but even those are, like, end name only, basically. It's funny because I remember, like, when when Gotham was, like, being announced, I remember someone online said that they were really nervous about the show because they saw that both Essen and Barbara were being included in the cast. They're like, oh, no, if it's Essen and Barbara, the show is going to be about Gordon Love tri- uh, Gordon Love Triangle, and I can't deal with that. I think I said it's like, that. Act- yeah. <laughs> Actually, Essen is not romantically involved in Gordon. Gordon's just romantically involved with, like, everyone else. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be Barbara and Leslie Tompkins. Yeah, Leslie goes evil and destroys <laughs> of course she does it's so weird to watch like like because leslie Tompkins, she's like the green power ranger like <laughs> she wasn't like a part of like the initial like show like there's like no presence of her in like those first like eight episodes or something she just like shows up as like the evil green ranger in like episode like you know 20 or something like that well it's funny because okay. like because like he and Marina McCarran and Ben Kissy got married and like so like when they're if you go to that episode where, where Gordon meets Leslie for the first time you can't help but wonder is like, was it Ben McKissick like, ooh 
she's she's not that bad. Excellent acting, Ben. Work with it. Work with it. You know, use that boner of yours. Actually, wait, that's a real boner. <laughs> he, he like goes, he like goes to producers and he's like, so I've been thinking about this. Oh no, he talks, <laughs> he talks in his normal voice and he's like, so I've been thinking about this whole like thing. What? I'm if? Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. When you said normal voice, and you started talking like a normal human. I just, I, it was funnier than when you were using the homeless cop. A human. <laughs> <laughs> his people clothes. <laughs> uh, like, what? <laughs> ben McKenzie like goes to the producer's office. He's like, okay, so you know how like Barbara and I are engaged? What if I hook up with this Marina Bikarian character instead? Well, what will we do with Barbara? I don't know. Make her evil or something. <laughs> whatever, you, <laughs> whatever you want. But you know, just uh, I think it would be a good idea. And lots of scenes of us kissing and waking up in bed together. I mean, I am a method actor. <laughs> oh, right. it's all for, uh, for we'll, the show. We'll think Trust about me. it, Ben. Anything else? Yeah, can you give me my own apartment? Ha 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 ha. No, seriously, my character doesn't have a place to sleep. <laughs> oh, Ben, you're such a card. <laughs> Always asking for things like shelter. <laughs> ben McKenzie, uh, age 30. Which I, 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 I didn't make that up. Like, I think Jan knows this that, like, apparently, like, the producers, like, told me that, like, Ben McKenzie was always asking them why Gordon didn't have an apartment. <laughs> Dude, you are not going to believe what he put on his Instagram. Like, 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 like just go, go to his Instagram right now and, and read his, his most recent. I just closed my computer. Uh, uh, okay. Ben McKenzie Instagram. <laughs> the, fir- the very first uh, image on his Instagram. If it's Carmen okay. San Diego, I'm going to like... No, but like, read what he says. Mind. Okay, I'm going in. I'm clicking the link. Read it, Jen. It is not loading. Okay, there it goes. It's loading. Okay, I'm, I'm logging back on to. All right. Shitty. Okay, clicking the picture. <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah, let's save it. <laughs> and, and, and read it in like in the Gordon voice. Oh boy! All right, it's loading. I can't believe this. What kind of life can we lead? <laughs> Gotham on Fox tonight. Hans, they shoot somebody so hard. Guns don't kill people. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. What? We're still recording. This has to be in the bloopers. <laughs> I love the hashtag. Guns don't kill people. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. Like, he changed his thought mid-hashtag. Like... <laughs> Best. What is his avatar? Is that like like a nineteen like fifties like boxing ad or something? I, I, I know that's 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 a that's a data grandfather, or that's him from the past. Oh my god, that is the kids who I babysit. He um <laughs> he and his he and his parents were like watching the OC on Netflix or something like so like he was familiar with it. So the first time he came to my house. I have, like, basically, like, a bunch of pictures hanging up on my wall, and each wall has, like, a theme, so, like, one of the themes is, like, me with, like, celebrities at Comic-Con, and he looked at that, and he saw, like, me and Ben McKenzie, and he's like, you know Ryan? It's like, that's... And I was like, Ryan? He's like, that's Ryan from the OC. I'm like, no, that's Homeless Homeless Cop. That's a homeless cop. He looks like Ryan from the OC. Well, he started homeless and now he's homeless again. I remember uh, in high school. Wait a minute. We haven't seen guys. Guys, we haven't seen him in his actual home this season, have we? We have no. Not. We haven't. I brought that up with uh, Ben and like one. Like I think it got on the cutting room where I'm like, 
<laughs> oh no, that, that was a private phone call. Yeah, because he was like asking me about like stuff this season, and I said homeless cop, and he's like, Gordon has a home now, and I said, not that we know of, we haven't seen it at all this season. Maybe Zaz blew it up, and he's like, well, wait, Zaz blew it up, and I said, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Burden of proof is on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning things, but it doesn't work for like every song. There was like one song I was thinking of, oh, this will be funny to Perry Gotham with. And I was like, there's no way that that would work. The lyrics are way too like broad. Like it, it was some, it was some Disney thing Don and I were talking about recently. I'm trying to remember. It was like Goof Troop or something. I was like, we can't really do Goof Troop about like Gordon. <laughs> oh yeah, we tried. We, we, we actually gave it, a, gave it a shot for a little while. Then we gave up. Aww. Well, no, 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 no. You're, thinking, you're, you're thinking of Ducktales. Ducktales, the Ducktales is still on the back burner too. Oh, wait, wait, I, I think we tried with Gucci too. I, I, I remember like like us starting the song off. Oh, we? hey, but with um, you'd have you can do some lyrics about like trains because they're like race tracks, airplanes. It's a duckler. <laughs> oh, it, it was like watch out for Hugo Strange here in Gotham. Race uh, something, um, and then like it, it was something else that wasn't strange. Like Hugo Strange, Hugo <laughs> Strange again. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't remember. Like <laughs> also, Penguin has a plan. Falcon's a weak old man. Gotham. Well, I'm, I'm glad we didn't do that. <laughs> 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 I like that joke that you made earlier. Like, I just like, <laughs> I just like take a song and I replace like a word for, with, with like Gordon and like Jason Ritter's. Like, these used to be original. You've changed, Bertone. You've sold. <laughs> he like, I promise I'll bring in the president of the United States alive. Gordon, we're gonna send the Secret Service after them. You mean this Secret Service? <laughs> Gordon, that wasn't the Secret Service. That was a bunch of trick or treaters. What the fuck, man? <laughs> you also have to give it. They dressed like Mario's. One was Mario, Mario, and yeah, the other like, was Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. house. Little like Christmas Mario and Luigi cover trick or treating. And like, oh god damn it. <laughs> He answers the door, <laughs> trick or treat. He's like, he pulls a gun and starts, and like, Marina McKenna, like, tackles him, like, Ben, no! <laughs> Those are trick or You don't understand what I want you to do now. <laughs> You've got to take Ben with you once more. <laughs> Dress him up like Super Mario and make him take a picture with Ben McKenzie. <laughs> That would be so random. Like, why is this little kid in the Gotham press room dressed as a Mario brother? Like, it'll it'll be like, like that picture of like Robert Downey Jr. where the kid's like crying. Like Robert Downey Jr. has has no idea what to do. It's like, what? What is this? I mean, they, they would probably just think, oh, it's Comic Con. He's cosplaying. But like, yes. I'm like, sorry. Right. Like, are you allowed? <laughs> it's like okay, it's Comic Con. He's cosplaying. Then I'm like, good, good. Now, uh, now Ben McKenzie, because like I have to call them by their last names since they both have the same first name. Can you put your hand like by his throat? Um, okay, <laughs> it's kind of a weird request, but sure, good. Now, can you say "Die Mario, Die"? Uh, <laughs> that's oddly specific, but okay, Die Mario. Now, now hold up this fake gun to his head. Uh, all right, what the. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. If you can't get him to do that, just give like a a really old looking knife to um, Alexander. 